No joke, the date was five minutes. Do you feel the same? Welcome back to Drinks First, the podcast in which you can meet New York City's kinda eligible. I'm your host, Ariana Nathani. Stay tuned till the end of the episode if you're interested in matching with our guest. Welcome back to Drinks First, the podcast in which you can meet New York City's kind of eligible. Today, I have a really fun guest. I'm excited to learn more about her because I don't know too much about her. So I'm just going to let her introduce herself. So do you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Basically, how old you are, where you're from, where you're living in New York now, and what you do, and also where you went to school, if you went to school. Hi, um, I'm 30 years old. I live in the financial district in New York. I grew up outside of Boston um, and went to school in upstate New York. I went to Syracuse University. And awesome. I am a photographer. Cool. Like, what kind of photography do you do? I do mostly fashion and lifestyle work. Um, that involves everything from Fashion Week, which is going on this week, to editorial work, to some celebrity work, um, and even still lifes. So it's nice. It's a wide range of work. I, I love it. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about the photography you do. You said now it's Fashion Week. So are you involved in that? or? Yeah, I'm covering a lot of Fashion Week, um, which is really exciting. It's my busiest time of year, usually September, October. This year, the Met Gala runs at the same time as Fashion Week, which is my favorite thing to cover. So I'll be covering that as well, which is super exciting. But I do a lot of backstage photography. So covering behind the scenes of shows and everything from like beauty to a little bit of front row, some runway. Um, It's really fun. It's a crazy week. Lots of chaos, but it's really fun. That sounds like a lot of fun. How do you, how does one get to cover the Met Gala? (laughs) Well, I would just like to clarify, I don't actually go to the Met Gala, maybe one day, um, but I cover getting ready stories. So I work with designers to shoot whoever they're dressing and kind of spend time in the hotel room with them, shooting their outfit and details and then them getting dressed. And then sometimes it's like a champagne toast before they head out. It's really fun because they're excited. It's such a big event. So I'm excited. But yeah, but I don't get to physically go. Maybe one year. Maybe one year. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. The Met Gala is always the like, it's the most happening thing happening uptown because I know <laughs> I live uptown. So it's nice to have some <laughs> excitement up here. It's, it's a lot happening up there. It's I mean, the only thing I don't like about it is because I'm always dying to see what people are wearing and who's going. So it happens at the same time I'm working. So I'm always a bit Mm. delayed on like the pop culture news. And so I miss like the whole red carpet stuff. But, you know, I still get to be in the thick of it. Yeah, I'm like reloading my Instagram, figuring it out as it happens. (laughs) (laughs) So like, when did you get to New York and how did you get involved in your career? Um, I've been in New York for about five years now. When I graduated from Syracuse, I went back to Boston and I was working for the Boston Celtics for a couple years as their team photographer. And most of my clients besides the Celtics were in New York. And that's where I ideally wanted to be. So 
I kind of lied. And for three years, I told people I lived in New York and um, it worked out well. I mean, I think as a freelancer, no one wants to hire you if you don't live in the city where the job is. So Mm -hmm. I kind of just like fake it till you make it. And I did that for three years, commuting back and forth. And then eventually moved here. And I've been here five years now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And have you been in Fidei the whole time? No, I used to live um, over near um, kind of like Upper West Side um, towards the bottom, closer to Columbus Circle. Um, so I lived there before I moved down to Fidei. But I love it down here. It's so fun. I think everyone thinks it's like Wall Street and it's like very quiet. And it, that is a lot of it. But um, you got like the Seaport District has a lot more now for restaurants and bars. So it's a fun area. That is true. Fulton Seaport is getting like a bit more busy and a bit more uh, traction. Yeah. But that that was like my next question. This is something I ask everybody. Where do you like to go out and where do you like to eat? Mm. Um, I tend to spend most of my time going out and eating in the West Village. It's like super easy to get to from where I live, but it's not like directly outside my door. But I find that most of the things I like to do are over there. Um, for where I like to eat, I like I like pastis. I like rosemary's. Um, I like Dante. For bars, I like the Bandits, which is um, in the West Village. That is super fun. Yeah, I haven't been there yet. I know it just opened this year, like this past summer. Is it more of like a good place to grab drinks with friends or is it fun to actually go out to? It's a good thing with friends. There's a, um, like a cart outside, like an old diner car looking. So, um, it's good for big groups. They have like fun food, like it's like tater tots and like, you know, cute bites like that. And then, you know, they do burgers and stuff. Um, so it's fun with the, it's fun with a group, but the inside bar, which I haven't done is really nice. Um, so I bet it would be fun to go out to if you were going with a couple friends, but the cars outside are, are fun to sit at for a couple hours and drink. Cool. And do you, is the bar scene more of like what you like to do or do you not really like to go out, out? What's, what's sort of your scene? I think it's changed a lot through COVID and the pandemic on what I tend to gravitate towards. I'd much rather have a great meal with friends and drink at the table than like go to a bar and just drink. I'd rather have like, and sometimes the dinner kind of like extends to going to a bar, you know, but I like to kind of start there. That's like more fun for me. Mm -hmm. And then obviously, I I mean, my, the building I live in now has a nice rooftop. So I love to like host and have people over and drinking. And that's kind of more fun for me than, than bar hopping used to be. But I think that's a lot of COVID and how that changed, changed New York and how I was going out. Totally. So you lived in Boston straight after mm-hmm. you were with the Celtics. No, you didn't become a basketball wife. What happened? <laughs> I know I'm, I'm drinking a little right now. I think the more I drink, the more my Boston accent will come out. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to keep it under control. But um, uh, I loved working for the team. They were so great. Uh, they're so nice. The guys are really cool. I just wanted to be in fashion. And Boston isn't where it's at. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was so great to do it right out of college. I think I was a little shocked. I got a gig like that, like right away. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was, it was really fun, but no, no, no basketball life for me. 
there's always time, I suppose. There is but, always you know, time, and there are two teams. And I, yeah, York, I got so. options here. You know, there are options. <laughs> I'm, I'm like hoping you came with some sort of like crazy dating story <laughs> with a Celtic. Like, how fun! <laughs> no, I mean, I have like interesting, you know, shoot stories, but nothing, nothing dating personal. <laughs> so, and has your dating life like? gotten involved at all with like your personal your professional life like do you meet people that way or do you are you on the apps like how are you meeting people right now I'm on the apps I don't love them but I feel like it's it's what you got to do so I'm on it because that's where it's at um work is different I think I think I meet some people but it's more like a networking thing it's never really like dating and personal where I meet people on shoots or events or things like that Especially if I'm if I'm shooting the event, it's hard to kind of like be trolling for for dating options at the same time as working because I'm just stressed and you know trying to get through my shot list or whatnot. But yeah, so I'm on the I'm on the dating apps, um, and you know trying to navigate trying to navigate that. I would like to date someone who is sort of in a similar industry, but I end up kind of dating people in the in the opposite fields than I'm in. <laughs> So finance bros and consultants. <laughs> and that's never, that's never really the goal. And um, it shouldn't, I mean, there, there are some great guys that I've met, but I think, I think if you're in the arts, you have a certain understanding for what I do um, that believe it or not is really hard to explain to people. And I'm finding that as I'm dating, it's hard for people to grasp the concept of my career and sometimes it's a deal breaker with people because they don't really get it. So I'd like to date someone in the creative arts, advertising, marketing world who who understands photography and in the purpose of my business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Has that been like an issue for you in the past? Yeah, I think um, in past relationships and stuff, it's been really hard. I've, I mean, I was in one where my ex never asked a single question about my work like never wanted to see a photo, never asked what I did, you know, like I would travel for a job and he wouldn't even know I was like out of the, out of the state, you know, he didn't really, he didn't really care (laughs) much about my career, um, which obviously bothered me because it's a massive part of my day-to-day life. um, And it's something I love. So I want to share it with someone. I think it's a lot of people also are like, oh, you're a photographer, you shoot weddings the pressure of a wedding photographer is, is beyond me. I just, the stress of that, I'd rather do other things, yeah. <laughs> you know, to, like shooting the Met Gala. See, <laughs> shooting the Met Gala doesn't stress me out, but shooting someone's wedding totally does. That's actually kind of true. I would also be super stressed out. You know, cause you, you got to get it right. You know, there are people that are, that's their niche and I commend them for it. But I think a lot of people when I go on dates assume that that's what I do. They don't understand there's like a, a lot of different types of photography out there. Um, Interesting. That's surprising to me that uh, people just go straight to wedding photography. I feel like that's not at all what I gravitate towards. Totally. And you would think in New York, you know, when you're surrounded by so much photography and media, I mean, billboards and magazines, and there's so many different aspects you interact with, even Instagram, you know, mm-hmm. I get hired for jobs where I just shoot content that ends up on Instagram. Um, you think like in New York people would get it, but I don't know. Everyone's mind jumps straight to 
Wedding weddings and engagements. Interesting. Well, and you think that's because it's the kind of guys you're dating. Maybe, you know, that people that aren't in kind of the field I'm in, um, just don't really understand that I run my own business. You know, like there's, mm-hmm. you know, I get a lot of judgment too on like, oh, you run your own business. You're a starving artist and, you know, stuff like that. It's, you're kind of looked down upon, you know, I'd love to find mm-hmm. someone that's at least understands and like sees what I bring to the table, you know? Totally. Sounds like it's the kind of guys you're dating. Yes. <laughs> um, because I, I feel like not that many people would... Like, in this day and age, I I would say, like, Instagram age, people would understand, like, what photography, like, can be beyond Mm -hmm. just wedding photography. So, it's basically the, like, finance bro, the consultant, like, (laughs) whoever you're dating, and you're meeting them off of, like, what apps? Like, what apps are your favorite? What do you use? I'd hate to say a favorite, but (laughs) because I really, you know it's a hit or miss. Um, but I'm on Bumble and I'm on Hinge Mm -hmm. and I toggle back and forth with which ones I find, you know, like one week I'll find that I'm having more conversations on one than the other. Yeah. So, but yeah. Do you pay for any of them? I don't. Sometimes Mm -hmm. if I see someone and I think will be a good match, I'll like pay for like the extra, you know, I don't remember what it is on Bumble. You like pay an extra like $2 to like super swipe them. Mm. I'll do like that. If I really think it's going to be a good match, but no, I don't, I don't pay for it. I feel like with Instagram, that's another dating app, you know? Totally. People sending DMs and, you know, that's free. Have you met anyone off of Instagram? Uh, yeah, not, not anything like romantic, but I have met people through it. You know, people who comment on things that I do and, um, find my page through other things. Um, Mm -hmm. So I've definitely, you know, answered a few DMs, but nothing that's turned into anything romantic. Right. You know, I did go on one, what I thought was a date and someone I met on Instagram and then it turned into like clearly a networking thing. Oh, no. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I guess it happens. What, like, how did that, how did that happen? (laughs) He asked me out for drinks. I, to me, I thought it was like, a date. He's hitting me up on Instagram, you know, but then when I got there, it was a little bit more like, how did you get started? It felt like an interview. Mm. It was like, how'd you get started? What did you do? You know, like, how did you get this client and that client? And then I was like, oh, I shouldn't have worn my cutest top to this event. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Is he somebody that you've like kept in contact with us like a as like networking or like no not at all we tried we tried to work together once but it it didn't work out it wasn't good oh no (laughs) but okay so pretty much stick to dating apps I guess to yeah so have you been in any past relationships my relationships have all been before I moved to New York so since I've lived Mm. in New York I've been single and dating but nothing no relationships Um, my relationship in Boston ended right before I moved here, which was kind of nice. I felt like I moved to New York. I got a fresh start. You know, I wasn't in a long-term relationship and I was in a totally different place. Um, since I moved here, I was at Boston for a little bit. I, I, it's not like I moved to New York right after college. So I felt like I was a little bit older, knew what I want before Mm -hmm. moving here. 
that I think that's an interesting point of view because a lot of my listeners are people who are in their early 20s and they just moved to New York and they're just starting to date here. Is there any, like, what do you think is the biggest difference? Not that you dated here in your early 20s, but what's it like, you know, in your second half of your 20s? What has your experience been like these past five years being new to New York, maybe a little bit later than some people come here? And like, not that 25 is late or whatever, you know, but it's a, it's different for my listeners because it's just a different demographic. So for I'd sure, lo- love to know your experience. Also, versus Boston, that must have mm-hmm. been different. Um, since I grew up in Boston, in dating there, and I was on the apps, I was matching with a lot of people that I knew, mm. <laughs> or grew up with, or were friends of friends. You know, people that stayed local after graduation, or they went to college. They went to BC, BU, Northeastern. You know, it's such a big college city. You know, mm-hmm. so I was meeting people sort of in similar circles friend-wise. So it was totally different, but when I had, I was in a relationship. So when I moved to New York and became single, I think my priorities changed. You know, my focus moving here was my career. That's why I made the move in expanding my business. So I think dating became a, a secondary thing to that. It was, you know, I want someone that compliments me in the right way and isn't filling some sort of void I think I have in dating or relationships or romance. So I think if I moved here right out of school, my focus would have been a little bit more dating and going out and being with friends as opposed to now it's like I have so much else going for me. Dating is like, it's a bonus. Do you feel like you put dating on the back burner because you're so focused on your career? I think sometimes, definitely in the month of September, um, because I'm so busy. But I also have so much free time in other ways. My schedule is so different than most people. It's I'm around all day today. You know, like I I worked from home. I've been doing work from home way before COVID. So my schedule is very, it's all over the place. Sometimes I'm free during the week and I can't do weekends or I have a shoot at 11 a.m. and then I'm done the rest of the day. So I think I have a lot of time to date. Um, It just depends on what I have going on work-wise. So I think sometimes it's a benefit. How how has that translated to the way that you've date or the people that you've dated? Um, You know, if you're, and we haven't even, I'm just, uh, you know, capitulating. Is that the right word? I'm just, I'm blanking on the word. Speculating. Sure. Yeah. I can, yeah. I'm just speculating based on what you had said before about dating people opposite from you with, I don't, I'm just, are they finance brothers? Are they consultants? Like who are the guys that you've been dating before? Um, I mean, I've dated a wide range of people. I think they all tend to be finance or medical or, mm. you know, people that have strict nine to fives. And maybe that's where I'm going wrong. I need someone who understands that I don't have a nine to five. And that's actually a benefit. I'm around a lot more. You know, I, I can do, I can get together at different times. It's, it's a lot easier. You know, I'm not stuck to happy hour in later for getting together. But is that easier for them, you know, like, because they also, if they have a nine to five, like, then they can only meet after a certain time, right? Totally. I mean, I think it depends. I think 
it also kind of leans into the people that don't really understand what I do. So like, sometimes it's an assumption that I sit around on the couch all day and watch TV until, you know, until I have a shoot, you know, which isn't the case. I'm still working a business from my laptop at home, even if I'm not in a physical photo shoot. So I think it depends on the person and how they, how they see it and understand it. Well, we focused a lot like on your job and your schedule, but Mm -hmm. I want to know more about the actual dates you're going on. (laughs) The good ones or the bad ones? All of them. them. (laughs) Okay. You're laughing. So I'm sure you have something in mind. What? I mean, I have a lot of bad date stories. All right. Hit you know? me with them. I want to hear them. Oh, man. I, <laughs> there, there are so many. When I first moved to New York, one of the first dates I went on, and this like probably traumatized me for a bit, I went on a date with a guy who talked the whole time about how he got his ex-girlfriend pregnant. And I'm like, this is, this is a first date, you know? Leave that to the fifth date, maybe, you know? <laughs> or never, you or know? Or never. Or never. <laughs> so I, I had that date. I, oh, man. I, during the pandemic, I was doing virtual dating, Mm. or at least starting out that way, you know, kind of like seeing if we're a good match before we get together. And I did a virtual date with someone and he, no joke, the date was five minutes. It was, it was like, I didn't even get to like say much, you know, it was really like, hi, how are you? you know, how was your day? And then he was like, I got to go change my laundry. (laughs) I I mean, my first instinct was, I'm so glad this is virtual and I didn't waste my time, you know? Yeah. But yeah. I mean, that's kind of a a brutal way to sign off because. True. Because you're like, what could I possibly said in five minutes that was so offensive? (laughs) Um, But I, I honestly think it was my job, you know? Really? Yeah, I think talking, I mean, in the first five minutes, all I talked about was my day and what I did. And I think, you know, he just wasn't into it, I guess. I wish him all the best if he's listening. (laughs) (laughs) That's shocking to me. I mean, I feel like people in New York are so career minded, which is Mm -hmm. why I'm surprised that you felt like you've had so much pushback because of your job. Yeah. You know, I can't. I can't convince someone, you know, to understand what I do or why I like it. I really would just like someone to like appreciate, you know, the art in its form. Mm-hmm. You know, I appreciate other careers, even if I don't understand what they do. Yeah, that's why yeah. I, I don't think necessarily you should be closed off to yeah. just dating somebody in a creative field. You just haven't found the right person totally. to appreciate what you're doing. Like that person yeah. can be in finance. They can be in consulting or the medical field they just need to take an interest in yeah or maybe they're going to the Met Gala who knows who knows (laughs) every pot has a lid every pot has a lid that's so true yeah really cute so let's like we're talking right now and you you've gone through the experience of dating like 25 to 30 in New York like what it what advice could you give me as somebody who's about to turn 25 and is dating and is in New York? Hang in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, date older. I think that the older you date, the more people 
have had experiences and, and know what they're looking for. Um, and be clear about your intentions. You know, I'm not, I'm not one to play games. If I went on a great date and I liked the guy, I'm going to send him a text when I get home saying I had a great time, Mm -hmm. you know, I, who cares about the three day rule, you know? And I think that's probably just, you know, as you get older, you just like, you just don't care anymore. It's like, this is who I am, you know, take it or leave it. You know, I was just having a conversation with someone, um, that I was being interviewed for something and they asked me how I felt about dating rules, mm-hmm. dating rules. And also like matchmaking they had, because they had interviewed a few matchmakers and I, you know, that's not really what I do, but I guess that you can say I'm in that realm. For sure. Um, <laughs> and like you just mentioned the three day rule, like that is so stupid to me. Like, yeah, I think but there are people that follow that. And that really is won't, really insane. won't sway from it. Yeah. Like that is crazy to me. We live in a society where we are constantly on our phones. We're constantly mm-hmm. being, we're connected. You see that that person might be like posting an Instagram story and like doing this, doing that, like knowing full well, like they could text you for sure. In three <laughs> yeah. days. If they're just like, they're just not like, yeah. that's crazy. I, I think any dating role like that, like, it, oh, the guy has to pay on the first date. You have to wait this long to text mm-hmm. someone back. Like you, I've paid a lot of times on dates. Mm-hmm. I, so that's have I. Another one. Someone told me on a date once, and I was so shocked. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if listeners feel the same way. But I've always offered to go half on a first date, and someone told me that if I reach for my wallet and offer to pay, it means I'm not having a good time. I think that's really personal to each, like each person has their own opinion about that. For sure. I also always offer to pay on the first yeah. date and I will, I will insist to mm-hmm. pay if I didn't have a good time. Yeah. Because yes. I'm like, I do not want to owe this person anything. Yeah. So <laughs> that like, you will know I don't like you if I absolutely am insisting on paying. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, I mean, I went to a full meal with someone and I went halfway on it and I had a good and I had a great time. I just feel to me, it's a politeness thing. Yeah, it's just like I'm meeting you halfway, you know, maybe as you go on more dates, you know, it'd be nice if someone picked up the tab, but I don't expect it. I'm the same way. I don't expect it. I always offer. Yeah, I think my rule of thumb is whoever invites that person out like should offer to pay for the date. Mm. So yeah. if I say to someone like, hey, let's go get drinks and they're like, yeah, sure. Then that's me inviting them to do that with me. Yeah. And I will offer to pay. And yeah. it's up to them whether or not they want to accept it. And I truly mean it. That's yeah. that's how I approach it. Um, if people get offended, think that, you know, after having such a nice time together and then I offer to pay and then they're confused about it. I think that's like their own issue. That's their own issue. Yes. Yeah. Like that's definitely not on anyone else yeah. besides like some weird gender norm standard yeah. you have in your mind. But in this interview that I was, I was talking to this person about, uh, you know, dating and, and all of these rules and I, and the way that maybe there are people who are self-proclaimed dating experts and, and who give advice. And (laughs) I do not claim to be any of those things because I'm not. And I feel like anybody who is a 
self-proclaimed dating expert or assumes that role isn't an expert because right. if you're an expert at dating, yeah, you would be in a relationship if that's For what sure. you want. Yeah. And if you're in a relationship, that. then you're out of touch with how people are dating. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but you're giving you're giving dating advice in kind of a non-traditional way. You know, I think listening to other people's dating stories and faux pas is advice in its own way. You know, like that's I how I su- feel. I would suggest to someone, don't get your teeth whitened before a date. I did that. Not a good idea. Really? <laughs> how come? Yeah. How come? Um. I mean, I rarely go on dates that in first dates that involve meals. Usually it's always drinks, but for some reason he wanted to go to an Italian restaurant. I'd never gotten my teeth whitened before and I was getting them whitened the day before. And when I was at the dentist, she was like, don't eat anything of color for two days because it can stain your teeth. And I was like, oh, I had no idea. So I was like, oh, so what is, she's like, no tomatoes, you know, nothing red. You're going to get red teeth. I was like, what about a salad? She was like, nope. Not even worth it. So I looked at the menu ahead of time and I was like, okay, I'm going to get the linguine and clams. It's a safe bet. I'll be okay and I won't have to say anything. And then we get down and get to the restaurant and I order um, and he says he's kosher. And I felt so bad ordering linguine and clams, but I was like, this is legit the only thing I can eat on this menu. I felt bad. So I wouldn't suggest getting your teeth whitened before a date. Oh my god. <laughs> Give it a week. <laughs> that is that's the dating advice people really need to hear. My teeth that's... looked great. I looked great, you know. <laughs> that's all that matters. I honestly I probably would have said to him. I would have been like, "Hey, I just had this like I just went to the dentist. Like I had I this did. Like, I explained the whole yeah. thing. I was like I was I said, I literally I can't eat it." He's like, "You want to split a pizza?" And I was like, "No, I I really can't eat anything that's colored." But he was really nice. He paid for dinner and he paid for my ride home. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And it was clear that he wanted to be with someone that was kosher, which I'm not. Mm. Um, but he was a very, very gentleman about it. So I'm guessing you're Jewish. I am if Jewish, w- yes. Went on the date with you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you on like any Jewish specific dating apps? Is that something you care about? No, um, I grew up in a house where my mom is Christian and my dad is Jewish. I was raised Jewish, um, got bat mitzvahed, um, went to temple, everything. But um, obviously my household wasn't that religious because my mom never converted. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't matter to me, you know. Um, but yeah, if I, you know, if I meet someone Jewish, great. If not, you know, that's okay too. But yeah. I'm not on any Jewish dating apps. I don't think I ever have tried any of them. Um, <laughs> it's funny because I'm on, I'm on one, but not. Yeah. Like, I'm on Locks Club. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, but not not because I'm Jewish. Clearly, uh, because my friend is is head of membership there. Oh, fun. Oh, I think you know you find what apps work for you, and you totally. just kinda, you just kind of stick with it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard, I think, for dating apps to come on, like new dating apps to come on the scene, um, mm-hmm. unless the only ones that I've seen be successful are ones that come with a niche. Yeah. Which I think is already like harmful to dating in general. Like Everyone's already judging you based off your small profile of your picture and your, your three fun comments about, you know, your personality. So making it even more niche, I think people are judging too quickly. Totally. I mean, if a guy hit on you in a bar, you're not going to be like, oh, you know, what's your astrological sign? You know, (laughs) 
I mean, some girls might. Some girls might. I do know girls who would do that. But But I mean, it's different when you see like their whole resume on the app and you're making judgments based on that as opposed to if you meet someone at a bar or at a coffee shop or wherever, a bookstore. Um, Yeah. You know, I think what I think is hilarious and also just weird, two things with Hinge, like one, the whole filtering of race makes me feel weird. Mm-hmm. Why Why are we allowing that? Yeah. And I know that they say it's because they want like people of color to be able to filter to just people of color. I'm like, mm, okay, mm-hmm. a little sus. Like also then that's the case. Then why is it, why, why can white people also use that feature? Yeah. Like, <laughs> is that the, one of the ones you have to click deal breaker on? Yeah interesting like you can click deal breaker and not deal breaker when filtering on race for hinge interesting yeah then, that shouldn't be that shouldn't be something they should be including uh, yeah but I also get the, like i get the drugs maybe you know or some you don't want to that's what i was smoker. thinking that no. one's okay maybe you know? I, I think that one's hilarious because i'm like it, it's it's not even like it's like okay wine like it's like the little wine glass which is you know yes no sometimes I, I don't get the sometimes but <laughs> but, but and it's like if you answer yes versus answering sometimes like how much is the yes like how much are we talking right I I would like it to be a fill in the blank you know like a wine glass and then I wanted to say like you know on the weekends, but like also when I watch The Bachelor, you know, like yeah. <laughs> like it to be a bit more specific. The sometimes is a bit too gray area. <laughs> yeah, so it's just it's but then I think it just gets weirder, right? Because then mm-hmm. it goes into the little cigarette, which I think some people also you like. I'm not remembering if they have a weed leaf. I don't think so. I think they or they do. Uh, I think they do, and then there is definitely like a pill. Then there's a pill. Yeah. That is the thing that really gets me. I'm like, okay, so we have the pill. If you're saying no or sometimes, one to opt in to answer that question, you're really letting someone know. Like, yeah, all right, drugs are part of my life. Like, this is something I enjoy doing. Fine. Some people might really be looking for that kind of person. Mm-hmm. But to answer yes. <laughs> To answer yes to the pill question, yep. I'm like, what does this mean? Are we are we? I love pink. I love the people that put no, and then one of their pictures is them doing drugs or smoking a cigarette. I'm like, why are you saying no? But I can see in your picture that it's a yes. You know, (laughs) it just it doesn't make any sense to me. And I also like it's not something I pay attention to all that often. But I'm like, if you're answering yes to the pill question. It says a what lot. Kind, what kind yeah. of person are you? <laughs> <laughs> and Hinge is weird that way. It's weird that yeah. we've allowed ourselves to filter um, who we date. Mm-hmm. Like It's super bizarre uh, because that wouldn't be happening in real life. I'd like to meet someone the like old-fashioned way, you know, at a bookstore, at my Starbucks, you know, at my local bar, you know, on happy hour. But Do you I, ever approach people? Um, <laughs> maybe I should. I feel like I uh, maybe I give off a vibe, you know, like, you know, like, you know, opening up your friend circle to like invite people to come in and say hello, you know, but I don't think I've I've fully like gone up to someone and just said, like introduced myself. I could. 
I think the best way to meet somebody organically is to go somewhere alone. Mm. And that's something that I didn't learn until like COVID time because yeah. I don't usually let myself be alone. I don't alone go all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially working for myself, I, I feel the same way. I think being alone is great to meet people. And I also want to meet someone who, who maybe enjoys something I like doing. You know, like exactly. I, I go to museums all the time alone by myself during the day. If I'm not doing a shoot or have to be by my computer, I'd like to meet someone. But then you're you're also meeting a different type of people during the daytime. You know, it also depends on the hours you're going. But I'd like to meet people who like to do the same things I like to do. Yeah, and I know this. it sounds so simple when I put it this way, but it's like I had an experience when I was living in Miami and I kept going to the same like restaurant every Monday because that was just like where good I like to go. Yeah. And it was the place that I, I like to hang out. They had a good bar, a good restaurant. And it was a very social atmosphere. And I just went. Uh, one day I decided to go alone because I couldn't find anyone to come with me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? Fine. I'm craving this food. I'm going to go alone. And like, I feel comfortable in this space. And I think that's huge. Like, if you go somewhere, you go alone, you go someplace that you're comfortable and mm-hmm. that you're familiar with. Maybe you know the waiter, maybe you know the bartender, yes. maybe you're very familiar with the museum you're at, like, mm-hmm. so you know how to traverse it very easily. Like, having that level of comfort somewhere is really great, and I think that puts anyone at ease. Mm-hmm. And I went alone, and I was eating a meal, and I was enjoying myself. I got myself a drink. I got myself a scoop of ice cream. I wasn't like made up or anything like that. I was just chilling. Like I was having a good time. You know, there were people around me on dates on with friends and I was just doing my thing. And then like out of nowhere, I was approached by somebody like somebody sat down next to me. He was waiting for his friend to have drinks with him. And he started talking to me and you know, we were, we were chatting and then he invited me to have drinks with his friend. And then, you know, we kept, we kept talking, like not that it turned into anything, but it's always like when you go, if you want to meet somebody in person and you go out with friends, you're closing yourself off, Mm -hmm. off the bat. It is not easy for a guy to approach a girl when she is with, even with one friend, let alone yeah. a group of friends. Yeah, if you're with five girls, you know, forget it, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, it, even if your girlfriends are like, we'll wingman you or whatever, like, no. it's not going to happen. <laughs> like, you look too intimidating. But even right. if you have just, like, with one friend, it's not bad. But you have, like, two friends. You guys are clinging on to each other. You don't, you're mm-hmm. just talking to one another. You don't look open. It's yeah. not going to happen. I also think when you go out alone you have to make sure you're not on your phone mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a big clutch to like lean on you know your inst reloading your Instagram or you're texting your friends but no one wants to approach someone that's on their phone you look like you're interrupting them you exactly know? exactly so if if somebody wants to meet someone like maybe it's you go to the park in the middle of the day and you go with mm-hmm. you can go with a book or you could go with like we're so used to being on our phones that it's like, what are you going to do if you're not on your phone, right? You're just like, you're just like sitting there <laughs> sitting and you there. look like kind of crazy. Like maybe you go to the park with a cup of coffee yeah. and you're like, and maybe you have like a book that you're glancing through 
mm-hmm. or you're at a restaurant and you have a drink with you and mm-hmm. you're just kind of like watching the scene, drinking your drink, eating your food. Yeah, not being on your phone is huge. It's hard. But no, like you're not going to meet anyone organically if you're with a group of friends. And totally. I, not that, that that's like, I'm, maybe I'm pushing it by saying it's just never going to happen. But like, it's much harder for people to approach you. I agree. So, but it's also the 21st century and you can approach someone. So like, yeah. you know, you can go out alone. And if you're at the Met and you see someone cute walking around, you should say something. Also, people watching in New York is is an activity on its own. Like, who needs to reload Instagram when you can people watch? New York is so fascinating. I mean, if you're at the park and you're just sitting there with a coffee, like, I, you could be entertained for hours just by looking at other people. And, um, yeah, that's, like, one of the best parts of being in New York. It's also a great way not even to just have someone approach you but to make friends Mm-hmm. Like there were moments that I would I would be alone or I'd, in a situation and I would just force myself to like talk to somebody, whether it be like the bartender or the girl yeah. who's sitting at the bar next to me or something like that. And all of a sudden you're striking up a conversation with someone and it can become, you know, something more. <laughs> I was on a date once and I went to the bathroom and when I got back, the guy I was on a date with was having like this full blown conversation with the couple next to us at the bar. And to me, it was such a turn on. Cause I was like, look at him, like, you know, just making conversation. He wasn't like, you know, it was just, I don't know it to me. That was like, okay, like I, you, I can leave you alone and you know, and you're totally. not going to reach for your phone and you're not going to, he was just like talking about the people next to him. And they were talking about restaurants and like, you know, places they like to eat and whatever. And mm-hmm. I thought, you know, I it got bonus points in my book. <laughs> totally. No, yeah. that it <laughs> it's hard for me to say like, oh, I would appreciate a guy who's like not on his phone because I'm on my phone all the time. <laughs> it's like it's hard to find people like that because yeah. it's a bit I feel a bit hypocritical, but no, there is some there is an attraction to somebody who knows how to socialize <laughs> yeah. and be outgoing without watch, having- watch me end up dating someone who doesn't have an Instagram, you know? <laughs> Which a lot of people want. Like of, I just yeah. just had a conversation with someone. I just interviewed somebody who doesn't have social media and doesn't like doesn't have any dating apps, doesn't have mm-hmm. either things, and he's wow. dating, you know? That's great. So they exist. <laughs> Surprisingly. <laughs> Those uh, people are out there. <laughs> I know. Well, so in terms of like we we've talked a bit about what you want. Um and you, you just told me about a date that went well. Like, were there, are there any other dates that you've been on that are like super standout? Um, hmm. I mean, I think I've had a lot of like great dates. I went on, I went on one not too long ago, maybe a month ago. The date was five hours, you know? I mean, that sometimes they go really well and you're just vibing and you kind of lose track of time. And I think those are the best dates. I went on a date with a guy who lived in Connecticut and came in, to the city to go on a date with me and end up being like an entire like seven hour date. And then I dropped him back off at um, Grand Central. <laughs> um, but I was, I just had totally lost track of time and we were walking around New York. And I think those are the great dates, you know, where you're just vibing great conversation that it goes beyond like the drink at the bar. Mm-hmm. And why do you think like those things haven't worked out? I think it's, 
I mean, like for that one specifically, it ended up being a location thing. He was still in school and obviously I was here. So it would have been like a long distance thing and it just didn't work out. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think for those, like, at least on my end, I can't speak how they felt on the date, but I felt like they went really well. So then the things that it's like logistical things, you know, like the last one, it was like he was starting a new business. So he's very busy and, you know, he's texts here and there, but it's clear that it's not the right time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're not being prioritized. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm all for that. I'm like, go do your thing. You know, Mm -hmm. I get it. You know, starting a business is super tough. If anyone gets it, I get it. You know, you got to find it's timing. Everything has to kind of line up, but I also feel like you can make the effort and you can make it, you can make it work. Exactly. So from here on out, like, what are you, what are you looking for? I'm looking for someone who's, who's confident, kind, um, loves what they do, whatever that is. And yeah, loves living in New York. I love living in New York. Like I'd love to stay here. I think some of that I've realized in dating with post COVID, a lot of people are thinking about relocating or moving or they're becoming bicoastal. I would like to stay in New York, at Mm -hmm. least for the immediate future. Um, But yeah, I'm just looking for someone who compliments my life and in me. I think I'm pretty fun and have a lot to offer. I definitely Mm -hmm. in relationships give 200%. I give it my all. I feel like that's the only way to go. You can't half-ass it. So, you know, and if you date me, I will pretty much make you every meal. I love to cook. So that's how you know I really like you if I'm offering to cook you dinner on one of our first couple dates. Oh, wow. Nice. And in terms of like where you're at now in your career and your life and you're settled in New York, you're entering your 30s, like, do you feel like you're looking for something more serious? Do you feel like, like, do you think anything's going to change between your last like five years in New York and maybe your next five years like going forward now? Yeah, I think my intentions have always been the same. I would like to be in a relationship. I think though, when you're dating in New York, you can't have that be your ultimate goal. You have to just like go on dates and meet people and see where it goes. So I'm kind of open to everything, you know, I'm not looking for something casual, but I'm looking, I'm looking to date and find the right person. But I think if you if you're like, oh, I'm looking for a relationship, I need to need to have a boyfriend, you know, Mm -hmm. that that can close you off really quickly. Mm -hmm. And then you might be missing people, you know. Totally. Well, we're getting towards the end. So I'm going to wrap it up. We do something called shots where I ask rapid fire this or that question. So are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Early bird or night owl? Night owl. Work hard or play hard? Work hard. iPhone or Android? Uh, iPhone. Oh, the Android. That's that's a rough. <laughs> Dine out or delivery? Dine out. Laundry or dishes? Laundry. TikTok or Instagram? Instagram. Money or fame? Mm, money. Coke or Pepsi? Neither. I don't drink soda. Spicy or mild? <laughs> oh, um, spicy. What's your favorite season? Fall. That's so basic. Sorry. 
coffee or a drink state? Drinks, but iced coffee can always win. What would you rate yourself out of 10? I think I'm a solid eight and a half. I don't want to be too cocky. <laughs> I what think is, there's always room for improvement. <laughs> what is your drink of choice? Dirty martini. Vodka. What's your favorite song at the moment? Mm, I don't know if favorite song, but I've been listening to the new Drake album um, and loving a lot of the stuff on it. Nice. And if you have a if you had a boat, what would you name it? <laughs> a boat? Um, hmm. Sister. I think I'd probably share the boat with my sister. So maybe it'd be sisters or something. Cute. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. Great. Well, thank you so much for being on. Thank you and for having me. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much to our guest for talking with me today. If you're interested in matching with them, visit the link in bio on Instagram at drinks.first. Or if you don't have an Instagram, email us drinksfirstpodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to follow us on all of our socials for the latest updates, guest information, events, and other fun content. If you like this episode, please remember to rate, share, review on your podcast app. That helps us grow the most. I'm your host, Ariana Nathani. You can find me on Instagram at ariana.nathani and on TikTok at ariana.nathani. Be sure to check back next Tuesday for a new episode.